Hello, happy Monday and happy Halloween. I hope that you had a wonderful and safe weekend celebrating, whether you're trick-or-treating today or handing out candy or at the Greenwich Village Halloween Parade or wherever you are. Um, I hope that you have a very spooky day. Um, so welcome to the second episode of the What If We podcast. Today, I am so excited to be welcoming our very first guest, who also happens to be the producer of this podcast, Laura Robinson. Um, she will be joining me today as we dive into the theme of change. So about a week ago, I asked you guys in my Instagram stories via a poll what kind of topic you wanted to hear in this episode. And the options were change, confidence, or just silly dating and city stories. And the biggest winner was the concept of embracing change and learning to find the beauty in it. So it's fall. It's the perfect time to talk about change. People are going back to school. You know, we're all watching our favorite football teams again, go Tigers. Um, but there are some things with change that we don't talk about. So I want to ask you this, just to start us off, what if we did talk about change? So when I ask you about talking about change, how does that make you feel? Uncomfortable, anxious, excited? For me, my experience with change is very unique. So I grew up moving around every three to five years. The hardest question I'm ever asked is not, you know, how are you doing? How is your mental health? It's where are you from? <laughs> because I don't really have a hometown. Do I consider where I was born but moved away from at three? Do I consider where I spent the most years as a child but moved away from before my formative teenage years? Or do I pick where I went to high school? I used to, you know, think of this as kind of a confusing and an anxious response to a very common question. But now I've learned to love that change was my hometown growing up. Change was my structure. I know that sounds crazy, but every three to five years, I picked up me and my family and we started all over in a new place and I loved it. Of course it was difficult and of course it affected me, but that's just the point. I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't grow up with change as my routine. I certainly wouldn't have wanted to maybe move to New York City, start a podcast, go out of state for school, maybe pursue communications. It's my undergrad degree. This change made me who I am. So while a lot of my friends did not grow up moving around just like I did, change was still a constant for them too. Look at seasons. Look at aging. Look at styles. And thank goodness we've left some of those fads behind and what's cool changed. Friendships change, and sometimes even a global pandemic comes out of the blue and changes literally everything. So let's face it, change is here whether we like it or not, and it's never going to stop. So let's talk about it. Why not? Let's talk about seasons. It's perfect timing. It's autumn. The leaves in New York City are absolutely stunning. When seasons change, Trees change with them. In the summer, they're green and lush and it's warm and it's sunny. In the fall, it gets cooler and the colors change with the breeze. 
in the winter when it's just a little too cold for the leaves to hang in there, they fall off. And then in the spring, just around the corner, like it comes every single year, those leaves come back as buds that are ready to blossom and the whole thing starts again. But have you ever noticed your body reacting to change? Because responding to change is very, very normal. It's in your anatomy. Think of allergies. When it gets cold, your lips get more chapped, skin dry. You might get sicker. This is your body responding to change, to the change of where the sun is in the sky when you come home from work. Things change and so do people. I'm so excited to welcome Laura. All right. Hello. Welcome back, everybody, and happy Halloween um, for our second episode. I am just so excited to have Laura right here back with me by my side. Um, we wanted to talk about, we've been friends for a couple years, and we've been friends through a few stages of life and through a few relationships and through a few single phases. So we had a couple of things that we thought, what if we talked about this? So, Laura... Thank you for being, once again, and always, my guest of honor. You have a place <laughs> in my heart. You are my... Oh, God. My moon. <laughs> you are the moon to my sun. Um, yes. And I just wanted to say, like, what's up? What's new? How have you been since we last recorded? Okay, I feel like you're fishing. Um... Laura passed the freaking bar! She passed <laughs> the bar! And yeah, you can leave me in screaming like a gremlin because I am just so freaking proud. Laura <laughs> is now, an, like, she's a lawyer. She's an attorney in Boston. She's being sworn mm-hmm. in soon, and so I don't know the processes. But mm-hmm. she went to Clemson undergrad, which is where we met. She went to BC Law. And now she is a lawyer who passed the bar. And Laura, congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so, so excited that I don't have to take it again. Yeah! Because um, <laughs> it was brutal. Oh, my God. It's so... And you, like, you worked so hard for it. I've seen you working for it since I met you in 2016. And we studied in the Adobe studio of Cooper. And <laughs> Anne sent us Monterey. So, yes, And now yep. you're here. And shout out to you, Anne. Shout out to Anne. She is a dream guest on this pod, by the way. Oh, she's going to have an episode. Don't you worry. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not worried. So, okay. So, yeah, you passed the bar, whatever. You got a new job, whatever. whatever. How else have you been? Anything else new that you're, how, like, so what's Lady going to be for Halloween? Lady is going to be a pumpkin. Oh. What is Mango going to be? So, Mango is Baby Shark. Oh, cute. He's Baby Shark. Or... He's left shark from Katy Perry's um, Super Bowl performance. Or a nice throwback. He's Shark Boy from Lava Girl. Is oh, any of them? Lady could have been Lava Girl. Next year. Next, next year. year. When they're officially, you know, officially dating. Um, so I had a couple questions for you about Halloween because, of course, episode two is being released on Halloween. Okay, so Laura, growing up, because I didn't meet you until college, so. What were what was your favorite costume when you were growing up as a kid, trick-or-treating? For some reason, I was a witch, like, four years. Four years in a row, maybe. I, like, was constantly a witch, and I really loved that for me. Like, I think I just wanted to wear black and sparkles. Like, I just, I was a witch. 
Let me tell you some highlights from my childhood. <laughs> As a fire and air, a ball of fire and air, just rolling around like a gremlin. Um, pop star. Yeah. Of course. Duh. Um, lots of fairy moments for me. Okay, I see that. When I was in middle school, though, I did banana. I also did um, the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland, and I had three different really good friends who were not friends, but I tried to make us all go trick-or-treating together, Mm -hmm. and I said, well, let's be the Alice in Wonderland, so everybody had a different costume, but I, like, bought all of mine from Party City, (laughs) and they all, like, awkwardly, like, put together something and then trick-or-treated in daylight with friends that aren't theirs, and I was like, "Ah, I'm the Mad Hatter! (laughs) <laughs> we're a group of four. So that was one. I was also a Reese's peanut butter cup because my mom made a costume for herself and it, we had it in the attic. Like, I've done a lot of weird stuff I for just Halloween. Think this, is, this is perfect for us because I'm so Massachusetts Salem. Like, and I'm so, like, classically, like, I am exactly what I have been forever. You know, I, like, I am a witch. <laughs> You know, and oh, I did Minnie Mouse. <laughs> yours is absolute chaos. You go from characters to items to like food. You really did it all. <laughs> well, and then okay, and at Clemson for Halloween's at Clemson. Like, do you have any like memorable? Because for me, I was I felt embarrassed because I wanted to like be hot because you're supposed to be hot in college on Halloween, but I didn't want it to look like I was trying. So, and then I, I tried to do something, but I always then procrastinated a costume and ended up putting on a pair of camo leggings and just calling myself camo. So, what were you for Halloween at Clemson? Oh, I was, oh, one year I was a gumdrop machine. Wait, I saw that picture. It was before we were friends, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, like, a little red skirt, and I had, like, a black tank top that I just glued with, like, a hot glue gun, a million pom-poms all over. And then my last Halloween in Clemson, I got pneumonia, so I couldn't go out. But I had the cutest, cutest costume with two of my friends, our friends from Clemson, um, where all three of us were going to be pinatas. And it was really, really cute. Yes, Um, I remember that. Oh, my God. But yes, unfortunately, it did not work out for us. Well, for me, they looked adorable, but just I was dying in bed. <laughs> well, wait, and also, because in that same, you know, friend group, we had that Halloween party. Do you remember Logan and I, we did blue and magenta. So that was another good Halloween costume for me. That was I was one. magenta and she was blue, which makes sense because fire, <laughs> fire, air, water. It makes sense. Okay, so um, I had another question for you. So this is about if we were going out for Halloween weekend tonight in the same city together as a group of two, I have a couple first that I can say, okay, if I present you this duo, who's who? Do you want to start with that? Okay. That sounds great. Okay, so if we're going to be salt and pepper, who is who? I would say I'm probably salt. Because I'm okay. generally saltier than you, and you're a little spicy. Oh, like okay, a little. Oh my god, I love Just it. A dash. Okay, yeah. Okay, so um, for our next segment, we wanted to talk about the big what if takeaway from our friendship. So Melissa and I have been talking about 
you know, the different what ifs that got us to this point in our friendship that we can rely on each other and like do a project like a podcast and we're not, you know, worried about hating each other in a couple weeks and, um, you know, how we've been friends for so long. I mean, I hate to say this because it makes me feel old, but we've been friends for a long time now and we haven't lived in the same city since 2016. And I think... Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. I know that's when we like met. We met like 2015, 16. Yes. And then you left and we were... Our whole friendship has been long distance. Yeah, the majority of our friendship has been long distance. Oh my God, I didn't even realize. Yeah, and I would say like at this point we're probably closer than we've ever been in Mm. our friendship, which is cool. Glad we live in this era and not, you know, the 1900s or whatever. But... Right, um, right. You know, just clearly we have like a lot of same values and we've learned a lot of things together over Mm -hmm. that period of time. So we took a little bit of a minute to think about the big what if takeaway from our friendship so far. Um, And we each picked one. So Melissa, do you want to share what yours is? Yes, Laura. Um, I've learned so much from being your friend and I'm so grateful for you. Um, my biggest what if takeaway for me is what if I had lost touch with you? So mm. for me, I've had a very interesting relationship with friendship growing up. I moved every three to five years. So I moved in first grade. I moved in fourth grade. I moved in ninth grade. I moved to Clemson and then my family moved. So like friendships for me like I have made so many incredible friends throughout the years but a lot of them weren't willing to kind of put up with you know what I'm able to give which is I'm gonna move and it's not up to me but like I would love to stay friends but that also means for me I I can't call you every day because I'm now trying to make friends as a survival technique in my new hometown so I've all this to say I've lost touch with a lot of people and I really really am like I'm I'm upset that I don't have those people anymore but for me like if I had lost touch with you I would not be literally who I am right now like I would not have a podcast because I would have crashed and burned with my fire and air coming up with this big (laughs) idea and I would have had no earth or water or soil or like to actually make it something that is meaningful and like efficient and makes sense. So Mm -hmm. I could go on and on, but that's my biggest takeaway is what if I had lost touch with you instead of I've lost touch with probably at least 200 people and I'm not trying to exaggerate or be cocky, but like I've lost, I still am friends on Facebook or follow on Instagram people I haven't talked to since second grade. So, like, what if I I have lost touch with them? What if I didn't? But what if I had lost touch with you? Who would I be? Right. That's that's really cool. I also just want to say, like, two things for clarification from what Melissa just said, putting on my little producer hat. Um, These moves that you've had throughout your life aren't just, like, popping around one state. Like, you've moved across the country. And I know that's something we're going to talk about when um, we have your wonderful siblings coming on in, in the next couple weeks at some point um, to talk more about that and like what that experience was for you um, growing up and you know the big takeaways you learned from those but I think that 
the fact that you were forced, not forced, but you know, your family chose to do these, these moves has of course been really hard for you in, in retaining friends, but it has developed a really strong ability to create friendships with you. Like you can be friends with somebody immediately when you walk in, you know, walk into a room (laughs) full of strangers, like you know how to do that. And I think that's such a cool skill. It is a cool skill. And I learned it the hard way. I learned it because I was thrown into new school after new school and I had to start from scratch every few years and I was nine like I didn't have a choice and so I never thought of it as a bad thing and everybody assumed that I did they were like wow that sucks that you moved a lot and I'm like no it made me who I am Um, but yeah I would say that's like one of the traits and strengths about me that I do like about myself and it's attributed to this experience I had as a child. Yeah, and the other little tiny thing I just wanted to throw in here, kind of non sequitur, is um, we keep saying Melissa's fire and air. Um, and just for, <laughs> <laughs> for a point of clarification, I think astrology is so fun. We talk about it a lot. Um, and Melissa has, like, truly the weirdest chart I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. It is all fire and all air. And I just keep joking around, like, there's nothing to balance her. Like, it's just no. the oxygen feeds into the fire, and it just keeps going. And, like, I'm – all of my big three are water. So, like, I can't even fathom what it's like having that much energy. It's just not – it's not something I understand. But when you hear us saying fire and air, we're talking about her internal My. chaos and passion that rages well, every day. And the thing is, is the re- I never – I've never been the person that's into astrology. And I am now because I think it's so fascinating. I always attributed these chaotic – it is an internal chaos – as I moved around and I had to be positive, but then I read through this chart and I'm like, holy crap, no wonder that my people have always been my soil and water. I've been mm-hmm. sunshine for them, but they didn't know that they were soil and water for me. Wait, that's so true. Melissa and I also like joke around about how, you know, our personalities are, are kind of opposite in a lot of ways. You know, Melissa's yeah. the sun, she's bright and cheery and friendly with everybody, <laughs> and I'm the moon where I'm like a little bit more reserved and like you know a little bit more sensitive or analytical or what have you so but still so um, shiny still so freaking shiny shiny. in my own way um yeah (laughs) but that's so funny because what is the sun but a giant ball of flames and gas oh my god (laughs) it's just that is really funny, and that actually is a perfect segue into my That's a segue. Is. All right, go on. Yeah, we're getting good at this. Um, so my big what if for Melissa is what if I really judged books by their cover? Like, what if I really didn't give people a chance beyond a first impression? Because Melissa always yells at me for this and teases me about it. But when I met Melissa, I did not want to hang out with her. And it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't that I didn't like Melissa. Melissa (laughs) is inherently likable and we all know it. Um, But like I said, coming from the Northeast, coming from like Boston specifically, that's such like a sarcastic, like individualist kind of city and going down to Clemson, which was already kind of outside of my comfort zone. And then meeting this little 
freshman who was so happy and so joyful. And, you know, I'm a little bit cynical and a little bit dark and, you know, whatever. And she just had so much energy that, you know, it, it was like a little bit exhausting to me because she was so positive and so happy and so like, hey, like <laughs> Disney Channel star Melissa Rao. And... <laughs> She texted me, so I was in charge of, we were in the same organization, and I was in charge of, like, all the new members coming in for that semester. Me that's how friend. we met. Yeah, me and a friend That's of how mine. we met, yeah. Yeah, that's our origin story. Um, so she was in, like, my, you know, my friend and I's class of little babies, and in order to join the organization, they had to do, like, four meetings with people who were already members to hang out with them for an hour. And Melissa texted me and said, hey, do you want to go to Osaka? Which is um, a Japanese restaurant down there. And I remember thinking like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I can do it for an hour. Like, I don't know if I have. And then I, and then I can't give her the point because I'm in charge of the numbers. I know, and I have to stick to the rules here. Um, but I was just like, I don't know if I have the energy for a full hour to do this. <laughs> and um, I ultimately just like roped in six other people. <laughs> so that, Not even just one. No. <laughs> it was a whole table. I was like, let's make it a party. You invite four of your friends and I'll invite four members. And then that's all the points. Um and did we have a blast? Yes. Did I walk away from that dinner going like, okay, Melissa's actually really cool? Absolutely. Was my first impression wrong? Without a doubt. Because all I saw was like the surface, you know, classic book yeah. by its cover. And I was ready to write you off. Not because I didn't think you were cool, but because I was like, my personality will never be able to hang out with that personality. Right. And... I couldn't have been more wrong. I mean, I think about the people that were sitting at that table with us, and now I probably, right. you're the only one that I talk to daily, that's for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, other, one of our friends is still pretty close with us, our, like, mutual yes. third third party. Our stars, um, yeah. Our star. And um, otherwise, like, I pretty much have lost actual communication touch with, everybody else at that table yeah and none of them did i think oh god i have to go to dinner <laughs> like oh i have to go to dinner. dinner with them that's gonna be exhausting like so rude of me so incorrect um but it was a really good lesson for me because it was like hey you're not always right about this this is not true so what do you think <laughs> well, and speaking about the book by its cover, can we please talk about the freaking brother book that I made from scratch <laughs> when everybody else made a power, a Google slide or a Google doc and I leather, I bound a book. I, I went to Michael's, I probably spent $150 on supplies and I spent hours and hours and hours. So when I tell you all that Melissa had too much energy. I mean that. <laughs> I do mean that, unfortunately. Wait, but you know that you know that they held on to it for an example for a few years and that was like my life's greatest honor. I did not know that. I pretty much after that semester was like not involved anymore. Wait, I forgot because you graduated 
Well, yeah, I, I, I met you as a freshman, so yeah, okay. I graduated Anyways, early. Anyways, it's so, um, oh, <laughs> yeah, she did. She graduated early. Well, and no, and that's so true because genuinely, Laura, like you said, like we had a lot of the same big circles just because we met through an organization. And like out of all of the people that I thought I would talk to on a daily basis, and I didn't think that you were going to be the one that I was going to be talking to every day because sometimes you were a little cynical and I was like, oh, but like, come on. Like I was like, <laughs> I, was I was like, I can't, you were the, <laughs> well, you were, you yeah. were the, you were the water and the earth and I was my air and my fire. You were your triple water. I was my fire and air. Like I didn't think I thought of that as like, you are like rating me out, but, but that's not how it works. Actually. It's about balance and it's about mm-hmm. like in a friendship, we bring all of these different things and we, like, we've had our, like, little fights or, like, our bickering or our arguing, but, like, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like, I know that our friendship is so much more than any silly little bickering about something dumb. Because, yes, we're different, but we're, at the end of the day, like, we're two, we're sun and moon, and you're one of my best friends, and that's, you've taught me about friendship. And, like I said, what if I lost touch with you and I never knew that I could have that kind of a friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that it really is the truth. Like, I think that sometimes, and this is really kind of just a, a societal issue, this isn't on us or anything, but like, people are trained to look at differences and say, oh, God, that's scary. Because, you know, yeah. that's just a survival instinct from like, our early, early days of being humans. And mm-hmm you just look at what looks like you or thinks like you or behaves like you as comfortable because you can kind of predict it, but Mm -hmm. no growth happens in that, you know, to Mm -mm. be friends with people that challenge you and to be friends with people that aren't, you know, your little echo chamber. And I don't mean, you know, the way the echo chamber has, has become um, politicized. I just mean like a normal echo chamber. Um, Yeah. I think that, to have those kind of people in your life, as long as you share those same core values of like, you know, love and trust and respect and like, you know, the big things we agree on, then having people who differ from you is what's going to make you grow as a person. And I think that's, yeah. that's important. I think a lot of people always say opposites attract. And I've always kind of thought, well, that's not really, that doesn't feel right because like, I, when I see somebody that's so opposite from me, I'm not always, like, more attracted to them than the person that's similar to me. I think that the opposites attract thing is really about balance. And I think that's what that's getting at because we are opposites mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But we balance each other. And, like, that's why you've been able to help me grow. And that's why I've been able to help you grow. And that's yep. why, yeah, if we judge books by their covers we could miss out on a lot. Right. And I mean, like, obviously this is a lesson I should have learned in like kindergarten, but I think sometimes you have to, you know, make no, the I think it's before, you know. Well, yeah, this is something that like, I feel like a lot of my friends, okay, that I've talked to them about, like, it's, it's one thing to never, mi- mi- like, okay. It's one thing to never make a mistake about something because you know, you shouldn't do that. But it's a whole other thing to make the mistake and learn why you shouldn't have done that or, like, why you shouldn't do it again. And, like, I – there are a million things that I should have also learned in kindergarten. But, like, 
we were in kindergarten and like <laughs> we were we learning were how to use scissors like we like had we other were literally like we had to like bring a valentine for everybody in yeah. class on valentine's day and like we were wow that's a whole that's for that's a whole other thing <laughs> but like and this is one thing just to bring us back to a different like thing that I think is so fascinating about our friendship is you and I were close friends in undergrad mm-hmm. and then we we started out not super close we went on a fall break trip together with our stars and then we got close and then we were friends throughout undergrad you graduated early you moved home I was still at undergrad we were still friends you grad like you went off to law school I graduated from undergrad I moved we were in different cities and we're friends. You graduated law school and we're friends. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so interesting because, like you said, not to feel old, but we met in 2016 and then you, and then starting in 2017 were our funny little trips back and forth when yeah. I'd come to Boston and our hair would get ruined in the rain and <laughs> we would go see Jonathan Van Ness and oh. like overspend on food because I didn't know. Like, it's just, it's so interesting because people talk all the time about different stages of life and how friendships change. And that's one of the biggest things that I talk about in therapy, um, which is a whole other, you know, but like friendships change and my friends from college look different. Like our friendships look different than they did then. And they look Mm -hmm. different than they did in high school. And a lot of people like, I think panic and try to make it what it used to feel like. But the reality is like embracing this own chapter and what that can do for a friendship. Like it has to ours, like things change and that's, you know, it's and fall can be, and change is good. Not only is it okay, but it can be good, you yeah. know? Um, and it can be good for a whole host of reasons. I mean, I feel like even just something as little and superficial as like, I feel like I have seen so much more of New York and, you know, I'm sure you've seen so much more of Boston than like I would have had the opportunity to otherwise. And we are both so lucky that we live in the same little corner, you know, that it only takes me three hours on the train to get to you. But um, yeah, I just think that we are very lucky that I didn't immediately block you, (laughs) um, (laughs) that we actually put in the effort. And I think that something we've talked a lot about in our, just in our friendship, just different things, relationships that we were going through or whatever, um, (laughs) how important it is to have something that's like reciprocal that like I'm putting out the same amount of effort that I'm getting back. And I think that's a lesson that I've definitely had to learn over the years that, you know, different people are different in capacity, like what they can do in a friendship, like what they can bring. And that's fine. Like you just have to have different, different expectations for different friendships and give people exactly what they can give you. I think our friendship is one that like we, we operate on the same level, like constantly, like we Mm -hmm. are bringing the same level of like loyalty and like friendship and dedication, whatever to the table. And I think that reciprocal nature is really important. Mm, I'm going to cry. (laughs) I've cried too much. this week. That's for the Patreon. They don't get to hear me cry yet. I will cry. <laughs> but no, and like, and Laura, seriously, like, I I can't express, like, what it means to me to have a friend like you. Like, I can't explain what it means to a person like me to have a friend like you because you're a person that sees the 
the good things about me. Like you see the things you like about me and you, and you celebrate them even, and you tell me to celebrate them further. Mm -hmm. And like you gas me up, you hype me up. Like you are the best cheerleader, but you also will say, Melissa, I need to call you out on this. And like, (laughs) you, like you, you, (laughs) and I need that because like, and like, so I just wanted to stress that like our friendship is so cool because we talk about our flaws too. Like we don't talk about, this is why we're good friends. We talk about like, these are the things that like, as one of your best friends, like I see in your life. And I don't think that's fair. Like I, and here's why, like, let's talk about it. And like, we also have learned how to agree to disagree, which is inevitable (laughs) for two opposite people. So it's just, it's like, it's very cool to have that kind of a friend for somebody like me that I haven't had like I didn't I don't have that friend that a lot of people describe of like they grew up down the street, they went through school, high school, mm-hmm. lost touch in college, came back together. Like I've I've never I've never had that same story of a childhood home when people grow up in the same home with the same friend group. It like actually confuses me and I don't <laughs> understand why they're not bored because I'm fire and air. And I'm like what do you mean you don't have new friends? You stay in one place. You stay in one place because for me, I saw friends as like something to collect. Like that's how I got by my life is like, all right, I have to collect enough friends at this new school and this new dance studio and at this new other thing because I need to be liked. Otherwise, I won't survive here. And like Mm -hmm. I know that I need that. So like I'm going to be my this most self. But like people didn't stay and you did. And you helped me become a better version of who I was when we met. And that I could talk about for another 20 minutes. But, you know, I know we've been talking a long time. But, like, you've taught (laughs) me about, like, confidence and loving myself. And that doesn't mean that, like, you feel that you are the expert on how to do those things. Like, you're learning it too. So then I give it back to you. Like, we're, like, trying to, like, boost each other up without like feeling like we have all the answers like we're ready to listen and I think that's something that like we talk to each other about our goals of like what we want our lives to look like and yeah and we kind of view our friendship as like okay like as friends as supporters as partners and whatever we want to help each other get to that goal and I think that's yeah that's awesome I love that Um, I love that I love that for us Okay, speaking of I love that for us, Laura, and speaking of being friends through all of the relationships <laughs> and the F-boys and everything else, do you remember when we were at brunch? Yes, I do. Having bottomless margaritas, and I we were about to go get matching tattoos of sun and moon. <laughs> and sorry, we, Mom. Um, sorry, we Mom. Do it. We, we didn't, didn't do, it. do it. But do you know why we didn't do it, Anne and Lene? because (laughs) we didn't get our beautiful sun and moon tattoos that we have been thinking obviously it's a cliche whatever whatever but yeah it's basic um, yeah it's basic yeah yeah anyway we were gonna get these gorgeous tattoos we've been talking about it we've been thinking about it i was like i'll be in new york this weekend we'll go get it we'll go (laughs) after brunch we go to brunch we're hyping ourselves up and melissa sends a snapchat that says should i get a tattoo today like whatever to some loser some loser (laughs) finance bro and he said haha i wouldn't and so we didn't and that's bad (laughs) it hurts 
so I still remain tattoo free. Um, <laughs> but my first tattoo is going to be with Laura, and we are getting our freaking sun and moon. And I don't care what boy tells us what they think. And you can because what if picture. we did it? And I might. <laughs> and I will because <laughs> he still hasn't followed it back. Oh, and God, I, can we I can say cut that? this. Okay, yeah, can you can it? you can say it, but I won't. <laughs> I mean, and just the person that said no, like if our moms had texted us, like guys, please don't do this. Totally, we back out. But it was just this like loser <laughs> finance dude that isn't cool. Like he's boring, and he is so embarrassing, honestly, because he. That's actually that's actually funny. He um refuses to follow the Instagram for this podcast <laughs> but he watches every story and he pops up like near the top so like he's watching it soon <laughs> it is so funny it's to so me so funny it's, it's so, so funny. funny and now and you know what Melissa is in a very different place in her life she has Max yes. he's great we love him <laughs> um but yeah but totally isn't it crazy that for, for like a moment there my confidence was that relying power. I did. (laughs) That's so great. Well, now that we've talked about our friendship, and I'm sure people are, like, gagging (laughs) listening to us just tell each other how much we love each other, Uh. um, (laughs) I think we should probably go into our favorite segment, which is our weekly what if, which, honestly, it is a bi-weekly what if, and I do want to put it out there that we... We will yeah. be releasing the podcast bi-weekly, but weekly what if sounds way better. We're going to stick with that. It rolls uh, more. Yeah, it's easier. So tell me about yours. You had said that you wanted to do better with your sleep schedule, and how did that turn out in the last two weeks? So it turns out I still am not done working on this. Um, <laughs> Obviously. For, yeah. So, okay. So there have been, I would say it's a mixed bag, mostly good. I would say for the most part, I had more good nights of sleep than I did before. And this is also, like I said, like this was my intention. It's something I've talked about with my therapist. It's something I've been working on with my own physical health. Um, But there were my nights where I did not sleep well, and it was for whatever different reason. And so basically, I am... Uh, you know, my report back is that I did make some progress, but, you know, more more progress to be made. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, this is, like we said in the first episode, that was a very ambitious one. Yeah. So even <laughs> minor improvements are still improvements, so we're yeah. doing the thing. Um, mine, kind of similar. I definitely tried to have a, a better outlook on my... Uh, you know, nice things to say about myself. Um, I definitely did it for a couple days. And I think that for people who are like struggling to um, show themselves that like self-love, one really good way to start that is not to compliment yourself on like things that are inherent about you. Like, oh, you're so smart and funny or whatever. It's helpful if you even just start with like saying, I did that thing well. You know, like I did a thing at work that I was proud of and I was like, that was really good. Like, I did a good job there doing that thing. Um, And, yeah, I just thought it was good. And the other thing is that Melissa and I are obsessed with the BBE playlist on Spotify. 
and it's just so good. I already know that my Spotify wrapped this year is going to be Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce, um, Doja, and wait, and wait, we should share. So the two things, so two things. One, you said the predict we're predicting our top five Spotify wraps, which we we haven't prepared for right now, but we'll get into it another time. So yes, we're because same. I think that like in the past, I've been you know. All of, I think that I will, it'll show the BBE yeah. in my Spotify wrapped. Absolutely. And then one thing I wanted to share that we talked about this week, just because like, I know a lot of times people want to make a small change, but they don't know where to start because it sounds really big. One thing that Laura and I have talked about that we both do, um, and we were both doing it and then we didn't realize the other person was. So a lot of times, you know, you're at work, I don't know. For me, I work hybrid, so sometimes I'm in the office, sometimes I'm remote, and so sometimes when I'm in the office, it can be a lot, and I need to take a really quick break, but just really quick, like I just, maybe I'll go get coffee. So the this is a work self-care tip, but it also applies if you work remotely and need to get out of your apartment, or it's just a random Saturday afternoon, and then I'll share this, Laura, and then you can add, um, but the BBE walk is essentially you turn on the BBE playlist by Spotify or (laughs) you make one that makes you feel like a BB and then you walk around, um, you order mobile order coffee for pickup from wherever you prefer to get your coffee and then, or I live in New York City, maybe you live somewhere with a car, you can do this in a driving method but for me it's walking and you take what time you need. It could be 10 minutes. And then you walk back into your office or back to your home desk. And you're ready to, you're refreshed. Laura, yeah. what do you think? Absolutely. And I will say um, the Spotify feeling myself playlist mm. is a good substitute if you've had too much BBE and you want to still be, you know, empowered or whatever. Um, but this is a perfect transition actually to my weekly what if intention for the next two weeks oh my god okay go okay yeah um so I always listen to BBE on the way into work if not just listening to like this is Megan Thee Stallion you know how Spotify does that like this is playlist this is Megan Thee Stallion I was in the top two percent of her listeners last year I (gasps) it's unhealthy it's unhealthy and I admit that (laughs) um but that's what I listen to in the mornings to get me awake um so definitely not in the mornings but I find myself being really frustrated by my commute so I again I live in a city too so my commute is public transportation Mm -hmm. um and so I just take like you know the green line into downtown and then I have to walk for a little bit um but I get really frustrated because public transportation is frustrating (sighs) it's It's frustrating. frustrating That's why you get frustrated on it. It's it's frustrating. (laughs) It was, and the weather was bad last week, and that always messes the whole system up for some reason. Because, like, Boston's weird because New York, it's all underground. Like, Boston has a little bit above ground, a little bit underground. Like, it's very interesting. And by interesting, I mean inefficient. And (laughs) 
Um, so there were a lot of delays. I had to Uber home one of the days. It was frustrating. And I just, like, find myself during that going, like, this is an hour of my life. I'm never going to get back. Like, I'm so yeah. annoyed that I have to do this. And, like, I live in Boston. Like, I live in the city. And it still takes me, like, an hour to get to work. Yeah. Um, and That's crazy. Yeah, it's just a pain. It really is a pain. So um, I was finding myself getting, like, drained and exhausted and, you know, really negative about it. Um, And I started to think, like, how can I make this hour of my life productive? Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be my intention for the next two weeks is to try to use a commute for self-care. And that can be, like even if yours your commute is not as treacherous as ours would be mm-hmm. um and if you're driving you can like put a podcast on or like listen to a book or something um i love a an audible moment they can sponsor mm-hmm. us um <coughs> sponsor us audible <laughs> sponsor us audible um anyway so you can take that time as like a self-care moment um, so I I'm planning on, on my way in, still doing whatever I can to just get to the office. And then mm-hmm. every day on the way home, I'm like thinking about either using, since I'm not driving, I'm just sitting on a train. I can do like different journaling apps or like I can read mm-hmm. or I can listen to a podcast. I can do, um, I've been doing a little bit of duolingo like trying to pick spanish <gasps> back up like Wait, just yeah things that. to like feed that part of your brain that you know yeah. isn't being fed during your work day so little things like that um just taking it for an hour of self-care instead of just an hour of frustration well and i love that you put it that way because it's like we talked about in the last episode what you said to me about the what if concept is like you're already doing your commute And you're already frustrated. So, like, this is something that, like, whether you like it or not, like, this is how you're starting your day. And, again, maybe who somebody else listening, it's not a treacherous train ride like ours is. But whatever it may be, like, this is the transition to work. It can be frustrating. So, Mm -hmm. like, you're, you're picking out an hour of your day that you were like, well, can I make it productive? That's the whole... It's everything. Yeah. What if we like, like? What if we could enjoy a commute? Like, what if yeah. we looked forward to our commute home? That's what crazy. if it wasn't miserable? What if I actually did something instead of something that was draining for me? What if I could turn it into something that was like nourishing me? And I some love way? that. And this is something that I because my work and like I, my work feels very personal to me. So sometimes at the end of my work day, I need closure before finishing my day off because otherwise like so sometimes even like journaling about how my work day went helps me and that's perfect in the notes app for a commute or like you said journaling so that's actually that's I love that so thank you that's a really well shoot okay well I have another different weekly what if intention so um I've had social media since 2012 at least so 10 Mm -hmm. years um before that, actually, I got Instagram in 2012, and I think I got Facebook in, like, 2009. Social media has played a huge role in my mental health, and part of it is moving around, and it's seeing my friends that I'm not in touch with anymore staying together and hanging out, and they forgot about me, and I'm not mad because I moved away, but, like... I saw social media as such a good thing because I was able to keep in touch with people. Like I said, 
way early at the beginning of this episode, I am still friends on social media with a girl named Kelly that I was friends with kind of in third grade. We would walk to her house after school and play a skateboarding video game. And I haven't seen her since third grade. Maybe I'm she's also a listener. Friends. Maybe she's a listener. I mean, I actively like your stuff. So Kelly L, um, <laughs> I miss you. Um, same with, okay, I just talked earlier on the phone to my friend Elizabeth. She's one of my, another one of my best friends, core friends, and she's the closest thing I have to a childhood best friend because I met her in second grade. And in second, third, and fourth grade, obviously, I was different. But, like, ten years later, I saw the, I see these friends on social media, and I know I'm getting off track. I saw social media as a way that I could keep in touch with all of the people I've cared about. But, like, I couldn't, I didn't have time to call them every day. Right. But I could not figure out my spot on social media because I felt pressured to look hot all the time, but also not look like I'm trying to be hot. I wanted to edit my pictures because I genuinely enjoy taking photos and editing them. But, like, for years, I had edited every picture of me to, like, slim my face and make myself look taller and, like, make my skin look softer. Like, and I, in my mind, like, I was, I don't know. I, this is, like, nobody told me to do this other than society. And so... I took it to an extreme and I'm at a point now where I'm ready to change the way I use social media and I've been trying and I've been doing it and a lot of people have reached out and been like, are you, are you okay? Like, why did you post that? That's so unlike you. And I'm like, yes, it's unlike me because I've been playing by social media's rules for 10 years, but I don't like those rules. So I'm going to change them mm-hmm. for me. So what if my intention for this week is what if we could use social media as a source for good? I think we can. I think that I can post a silly TikTok dancing video, and I think I can post a picture of myself feeling good tonight at Halloween, like, going out. Like, and I don't have to edit my face, and because that's yeah. not the point of social media. It's not about the highlight reel, and that's what everybody says, but it's more than that. Like, when I've used social media for vulnerability, people get freaked out, and they're like are you okay? Because you don't post that kind of thing on social media. And I'm like, that's why I posted it. Like, yeah. yes, <laughs> thank you. Everything's so, fine. Thanks. I'm good. I'm in therapy. I feel good. <laughs> I'm taking care of myself. Like I know what I'm doing. I appreciate the concern, but Laura, like just to tie it all back together, like you're a friend that like has been there with me in the moments forever ago as I edited my own pictures Mm-hmm. I know that this is something we both struggle with because we're two women who live in America, and that's <laughs> who sh- that, those are the people we're that the struggle with it. We're the only ones that feel. We're this the way. only ones. <laughs> <laughs> so my intention, long story short, not to keep rambling because I this will be a whole other episode. And but yes, um, what what if we could use social media as a source for good instead of self loathing and comparison? I think that's. I mean, I think that's something that our generation. We're both, you know, yeah. the last millennial, you're the first Gen Z. Um, Don't I, remind me. <laughs> we already talked so about sorry. this. It's okay. Um, yeah, so much so that my dog just started freaking out because she's Jeez. sick of it. She's, she's so done. tired of this conversation. Um, but, you know, I think that's something that our generations are craving. Um, yeah. We do. 
I that social media platform that just came out within the last year or so, Be Real, is entirely about that. Um, it's just, I think that originally we were reflecting societal norms that were really, really bad, and those norms yeah. are slowly changing. And yeah. why why shouldn't we change the way that we use those platforms to yeah. reflect those? So I think that's awesome. It's everything we're talking about. It's using your commute for self-care. It, you know, it's using the way we use our brain to propel through our days. It's using social media for good instead of bad. What if we could? What if we could? What if, what if we could look forward to, like, scrolling through Instagram and it's not doom scrolling and, like, feeling, like, terrible about ourselves? Like, what if yeah. we could? So this is what this whole concept is about. It's asking what tools do we have and, like, how can we use them in a way that's different but, like, good for me? Yeah, I think that What If has been interesting because I noticed that the way that we're talking about it when we're thinking about, like, you know, what do we want to talk about on the episode, that kind of thing, um, Mm -hmm. it's twofold because part of it is here's this thing, what if I could change it? And the other way, and that's really cool because that's that's the growing, but Mm -hmm. I also think that the other half of it that we really hit on this episode is it's a way to reflect like what if my life had been different like Mm -hmm. how has this brought me to this point there's there's a reflective backwards looking quality to what if and a forward thinking how can we adjust how can we grow how can we Mm -hmm. change well and that's everything we've talked about what if we hadn't met yep and then what if what if our commutes were good this week so looking in the rear view and keeping our our heads forward I think that's a good balance Amazing. Ah, this was so good. Okay. Well, Laura, this has been (laughs) so, so amazing. And one of the reasons that I wanted to even start or think about starting a podcast was because sometimes I have a conversation with a good friend like you and I'm like, wow, I wish other people could hear that. So thank you (laughs) (laughs) because other people now can hear that. And thank you because we wanted we talked about this. We wanted a guest. We want to hear other people's perspectives, but we had to start with ours as we are getting this podcast started as a team. Um, so thank you for being the most incredible first guest, but also still the producer. Yeah, and I for did want to say. Today. I did want to say I know these two episodes have been very Laura heavy, and that is not the role of a producer. Um, <laughs> and I totally get that. Um, we just had. A couple snafus with, like, booking our, our guests, um, very high-profile celebrities. Um, so stay exactly. tuned on that. And um, yeah. I, you won't have to listen to me every week, so don't worry about it. If you're here for Melissa, she's the constant. Stop. So <laughs> that's all. But, but I've but, loved being here, and I'm so okay, glad no, Melissa no, no. has All of my people, here. though. No, stop. Everybody that's here for <laughs> Laura, though, like... She's also a constant. Maybe she's not always talking into the mic, but she's always a constant. So she is. <laughs> for those that are looking for the moon, she is also here. <laughs> I'm always here. You might not see me, but I'm always here. Um. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I will give you skin cancer. <laughs> Unfortunately, wow, I will give you sunburn. Yeah, she will burn will you, you and give you melanoma thank you so much for tuning in to what if we <laughs> if you like if you liked this episode or if you hated it please like it and share it please share it with your friend please share it if you're listening to this and you think you know 
the person that I'm talking about that didn't let us get tattoos, share it with them. <laughs> share it with share it with the people that have made you feel like crap on social media. Share it with your commute buddy. Laura and I are so excited to keep going down this what if we crazy rabbit hole with everybody that's here to be along with us. So um, thank you, Laura, and thank you, everybody else. Laura, any last things? No, I thanks for having me, and definitely follow us on Instagram, and M- Melissa made a TikTok. Melissa's our social media guru here, so... so what um, if we could use it for good? Yeah, she really is trying. Um, she's I'm trying. putting her money where her mouth is. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I think just thanks so much for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Yay, thank you.